Hey, it's Mark. This week we're trying something a little different. Given the continued scrutiny on FDA's accelerated approval pathway, my colleague Lesha Bushak will have a report on a medication that pharma marketers may recognize, but not for the best of reasons. Hey, Mark, I'll be discussing how the FDA is debating whether to pull a preterm birth drug, McKenna, from the market. And this debate opens up questions about the FDA's accelerated approval pathway. That hearing culminated Wednesday in the panel's 14 to 1 vote supporting withdrawal. Lesha also spoke with a few of the award winners at this year's MMM Awards ceremony, and in our second segment, we'll bring you audio clips on their motivations, inspirations, and other takeaways from the 19th annual dinner. I'm Mark Iskowitz, Editor-at-Large, and welcome to the MMM Podcast, medical marketing media's show about healthcare marketing writ large. The FDA is holding several advisory committees this week that began on Monday to decide the fate of a drug that was developed to reduce the risk of preterm birth. The drug McKenna was developed by drug maker Covis Pharma, and the FDA is claiming now that it doesn't have sufficient evidence that it works. So it's trying to withdraw the drug from the market, which is a pretty rare move for the FDA. You know, pulling a drug from the market once it's been authorized or approved is not too common. And McKenna has been on the market for over a decade now. It's been considered by some to be an important treatment for preterm birth, particularly among women of color. One in 10 babies are born prematurely, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And preterm birth can cause complications, including death. That preterm birth rate is actually double among Black women. And McKenna was authorized in 2011 under the FDA's accelerated approval pathway, which is an expedited process that basically allows certain drugs to become available more quickly. And it's a process that has received a bit of scrutiny lately, particularly in relation to the controversial approval of Aduhelm, Biogen's Alzheimer's drug that uh, many experts have argued did not have enough evidence to be authorized. But in terms of McKenna, the initial 2003 trial that the FDA based its authorization on did show some promising results. The issue is that a follow-up study released in 2019 was less positive. That study showed that the drug had essentially no impact on the 1,100 women who received it compared to the placebo. And the FDA has been trying to pull the drug from the market since then. They've argued that the drug may even have safety issues and that it has serious risks without demonstrated benefit. And when the FDA approves a drug via the accelerated approval pathway, the drug maker has to provide follow-up studies that show rigorous evidence that the drug works. So the FDA is basically saying that Covis Pharma has not done that. And the issue is here that some organizations and experts are actually arguing that the drug is beneficial, in particular for black women who do have that higher risk of preterm birth. Even the NAACP has made a statement saying that it's worried it may worsen profound existing maternal and infant health inequities in the U.S. if the drug is pulled. But whether the FDA decides to withdraw the drug or not, this is another example of how the accelerated approval pathway has become a focus of scrutiny lately. 
you know, in the last year, some lawmakers have tried to craft some legislation in Congress that would restrict accelerated approval and hold drug makers accountable if they violate the process by not providing those follow-up studies proving the drug's clinical benefit. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf has also vowed to address accelerated approval during his time as commissioner and make it more rigorous for drug makers to prove those follow-up studies. Welcome to the MM&M Awards 2022. How are we feeling tonight? The MM&M Awards ceremony was held the other week in downtown Manhattan, and I spoke with a few of the award winners at this year's ceremony on their motivations, inspirations, and main takeaways. So if I could just have you state your full name, title, and your company. I'm Aaron Sidorov. I'm a group creative director at Deloitte Digital. Patty Huang. What is my title? SVP, Group Creative Director, 21 Grams. Mike Moret, Confidio, Founder. Ashley Holbrook, SVP, Group Creative Director, 21 Grams. David Bowen, and I am Senior Vice President with Responsibility for Policy and Advocacy at Click. Susan Perlbox, Eversana in Touch, uh, Chief Creative Officer. Dennis Otto, Baringer Ingelheim, Director of Marketing. Claudia Bakiai, Executive Director of Sales and Marketing. At Beringer and Rohan. My name is Kathy Hunt. I'm a vice president uh, of ReachMD. Wael Abdallah, group art supervisor at Fingerpaint Marketing Group. But Doreen, who is the gold winner tonight? It's Sun Pharmaceuticals and Fingerpaint Marketing for Treat What Happened Yesterday Today. Tell me a little bit about the campaign that you just won the award for and, um, you know, some of the inspiration behind it and the motivation behind it. Sure. So uh, the campaign is for a drug for actinic keratosis, sunspots, which targets people of like uh, 50 to 60 years of age who've had prolonged sun exposure. And the campaign hinges on the things we know we did wrong in the past that we wish we could undo. You know, back in the day in the 60s and 70s, people would base themselves with like canola oil and like bake themselves in the sun. We knew that was now that's not the right thing to do so the campaign takes us back in time to when people had these discretions with their skin we kind of crossfade to their present day themselves and realize hey if i knew then what i knew now i'd be all right and uh the drug delivers on that and so the campaign was really great you know we we it was it was very hurried we uh we had to deliver a lot in a short amount of time and we're really happy with how it turned out. It was it was pretty cool, something untried, something original in the market space, and we're really proud of the work we did. Just tell me kind of your initial feelings about winning the award and what it means to you and sort of the recognition of it. First of all, I was in the bathroom when the award was won, so I missed the whole fanfare, but I'm glad that the industry is recognizing big changes because we're doing things that I don't think, I think we're like, breaking the mold that was designed in the 90s and things haven't changed since then we're starting to crack at that to start making things that finally connect with people yeah no i agree i think um this one flare balance in particular was one where like patty said people have been treating safety information the same way for decades and this was the first time we were like Let's make it engaging. Let's make it interesting. Let's make it fun. Let's make it something people want to actually listen to. And I think that's the first in pharma. And I think it's really cool to 
be a part of that. Tonight we were uh, lucky enough to be awarded gold for best use of immersive technology. We're very humbled and uh, appreciative of the recognition. It was a really cool campaign together with Boehringer Ingelheim, uh, where we utilized volumetric video to actually portray patients that suffer from this rare disease uh, as three-dimensional holograms and deployed as augmented reality. Really cool program, really grateful for the recognition. This brings a lot of recognition to healthcare providers on the disease of generalized postural psoriasis, or GPP, and really brings to life the patients and their struggles that they go through on a day-to-day basis. Tell me a little bit about the campaigns that you've won awards for tonight, because you've won several awards, and sort of the motivation behind those campaigns. We're here winning awards tonight with our client, NYU Langone Health. Multiple campaigns and initiatives, including data and technology transformation, and a full campaign for the entire health system. We just won a gold tonight for our corporate branding campaign for NYU Langone, which is all about showing why this health system stands out amongst the best hospitals in all of New York. Something that really stands out with this is the way that it was executed. It's a dynamic, slow-motion campaign shot amidst hyperlapse motion right here in New York in some places that I think are very recognizable for everybody that lives in the city. So Megan, please tell us who wins the 2022 MM&M Titanium Award for Best in Show. It's the Chrysalis Initiative and Eversana for Race the Line. I'm absolutely over the moon. Honestly, I'm shocked. I did not realize that we were even a contender for the titanium. What an honor. Uh, It was obviously amazing to get the gold and that alone I was thrilled with. So this is an absolute tremendous honor. The Erase the Line campaign really um, came out of the fact that black women are not treated um, with standard of care in breast cancer. And our client, Jamil Rivers, um, happened to be a breast cancer patient and endured the racism in the healthcare system as she was seeking treatment. Um, And she's a remarkable individual. She started this foundation to help people who were in the same situation um, make sure that they got the care that they deserved and, uh, and needed as they were going through treatment. Um, We really did decide that we were going to take control of that inequality symbol. It started out even as a social idea where a pixel was erased in that inequality symbol um, every time somebody downloaded the app. Uh, which was a great kind of launch idea for it. And the idea just, you know, really took off from there. The tremendous response has just been phenomenal. Um, The social media response that it's gotten is is great. Um, And certainly I can tell you that it's been a wonderful thing to work on at the agency. Everyone who's touched it is just, you know, so honored to be part of this project. Who is our gold winner tonight? It's Boringer Ingelheim in Area 23. This recognition is such a huge achievement because not only does it recognize the fact that Boringer Ingelheim is committed to promoting disease awareness, but in an ultra-rare disease community. So this award not only helps us elevate Boringer Ingelheim's presence in dermatology, but it also really sheds light on this very rare dermatologic disease. And tell me a little bit about the campaign, uh, some of the motivation behind it, the inspiration behind it, and also what was unique about this campaign. 
there's so many things that are so unique about this campaign. First and foremost, we wanted to take a really different approach and really shatter through a lot of the noise that's in the dermatology community right now. The disease that we're focused on is very rare and even though it's rare, it sits within what people generally feel is general psoriasis. So what we wanted to do was really to elevate that noise around why generalized pustular psoriasis is different from other forms of plaque psoriasis. We partnered with a world-renowned fashion designer who helped us bring light and bring a creative approach to um, elevating what GPP is. You know, Area 23 really came up with the idea for the campaign and helped shape how we needed to shed light on this. In partnering with the world-renowned fashion designer, we were able to take those words and build a story into what, um, what people relate to, which is really art. And the way people relate to art is by feeling something and being moved by it. And that's really where we see the reward in this campaign coming from, that, that people can see the campaign, relate to, maybe they don't understand it exactly, but they can relate to what they're seeing. And everyone interprets art in a different way. And that's what we hope to achieve by this campaign. We are ecstatic. We are a three-time winner in a row, and this is our passion. So tell me a little bit about the campaign. Tell me about the inspiration behind it. What was the motivation behind it? Um, just you know, talk a little bit about that. We, so first of all, we're so appreciative of Haymarket for putting these on every year. We draw the best of the best into one room together who are trying their best to connect healthcare professionals with education and patients. Um, we are proudest because we were named for best professional healthcare media brand. So we work with pharma device diagnostic companies, associations. Our job is to make sure that patients and physicians can understand and be connected with the cutting edge education through any type of uh, media. So we have everything on radio, streaming radio. It's available on video, on demand, on download a podcast. Read it if you like. So wherever our learners are, they can reach us and we can reach them. Being nominated among the field of other you know, nominees is just great in itself. But to walk away with gold, I mean, there are some beautiful campaigns up there and fantastic subject matter. And to walk away with gold is just awesome. It feels better than you think it would, you know? It's, it was great. Talk a little bit about the, the motivation behind this particular campaign and also what made it unique that you think really makes it kind of stand out in this in this area. Sure. So cast your mind back to about April of 2020, and we were all terrified um, because we didn't know what the scope of this new disease was going to be. We knew it hurt and killed people. There were lots of people getting sick, and the... NIH and, and FDA and other government agencies really rallied quickly to develop a comprehensive set of clinical trials for therapeutics for COVID-19, of which at the time there were zero. So one of the challenges was recruiting people to be in those clinical trials. And the trial that we were responsible for was for people who were ambulatory. So they were in the community and they weren't hospitalized, they probably didn't have a regular doctor, there weren't COVID doctors, like there are cancer doctors or diabetes doctors, and so they got their diagnosis and they were stuck. 
So often we talk about having a diagnosis of disease as being isolating, and we usually mean it figuratively. You figuratively mean you figuratively feel isolated. But for these folks, it was literally isolating. Because what was the first thing that they were told? Well, get the hell away from everyone else, right? Immediately, lock yourself away, separate yourself. Doctor, is there a treatment? No. Is there a vaccine? No. And what we wanted to do was counter this feeling of helplessness and isolation. Great. And uh, any takeaways or anything that you want to particularly highlight about the campaign or about tonight's award or anything? I think it's always important to keep your eye on the ball of making sure that clinical trials and other medical research fully reflect the diversity of the United States. For so long, so many populations have been excluded from medical research or even exploited in medical research. And changing that will take a long time. Changing that will take a lot of trust building. Uh, but it's really important to keep trying to do that and to do it genuinely every single trial. It's, it's not enough to just do it in the high-profile trials. You know, it, it, it's absolutely crucial to do it all along the line. And I'm really excited that we're trying to expand the lessons from Rise Above COVID to working to try and help the NIH with the All of Us campaign to make sure that communities all across America, every kind, benefit from medical research. Anything you want people to take away from tonight uh, that, that really comes to mind for you? Well, I would say um, it's not just breast cancer. I think there's inequality in care in uh, certainly across cancer uh, types, but I think probably in, in any disease state. Um, and I think that just shedding a light on that and figuring out ways that we really can erase that line of in, that causes or creates that inequality symbol is what needs to be done. I'm really proud of our entire team and our clients. It's a great collaboration, and I can't wait to see what we go do next together. I'm just thrilled that an award was given to a campaign that focuses on such a small, rare disease. And what I hope from tonight is that the more people that start hearing about what generalized pustular psoriasis is, the more light we could shed on this this community that's been suffering for so long with a treatment that's been unavailable to them for so long. Thank you, MM&M. This has been a wonderful experience. And honestly, Eversana In Touch is so honored to be recognized for this. I'm thrilled that the Chrysalis Initiative is also getting uh, more recognition because of these awards, which is fantastic as well. This is a pretty well put together event. It's great to come together with all our industry peers and really celebrate the work we've done over the last year. It feels good. Yes, we love coming to this event because we see our clients, we see our peers, we see our competitors here, but everybody brings something to the table here. We've, we learn from each other and we can only get better every year. So thank you so much for including us. We are thrilled to be here. Amazing event as always. Great job. Thank you. MM&M does it right. It was fantastic. Thank you. I'm Lisha Bouchak, Senior Reporter at MM&M. That's it for this week. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. Better yet, subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and help others discover the show. The MMNM podcast is produced by Bill Fitzpatrick, Deborah Stahl, Bradley Weems, and Gordon Failer. Our theme music is by Sizzy M. Sohn. We're out every week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.